One of my favourite Australian artists, Casey Barnes, has a brand new single to radio. Have a listen. You like your liquor on the rocks, I shoot my whiskey. You hear one song and then you're gone and getting up on me. Talking dirty, getting flirty, up in the bathrooms. Got every cowboy in this bar wishing that they were on me. And joining now to talk about the new music and everything in between, Casey Barnes, good morning. G'day, Mel. Thanks for having me. I tell you what, buddy, that's a little deeper, a little dirtier than we're used to. <laughs> it is. It's pushing the boundaries a bit, but um, it's a fun song and uh, we, we thought it was the perfect next single, so I'm, I'm excited to finally have it out there. Look, we're excited to have it and it's been really um, interesting watching your musical journey and, gee, I hate you know, using that, we're all on this journey. But uh, <laughs> you kind of asked for it because you started on Idol and they used that word more than anybody I've ever heard. Oh, they do too, actually, to the <laughs> point where partway through the series it got banned. We were all, we all got told, we can't, we've got to stop using the word journey. And it was like we had to put like a, you know, a dollar in the naughty jar if we, if we said journey. So that, that was funny. That's fantastic. So when you did decide to, uh, to head on to the idol stage, obviously for so many musicians, nobody's an overnight sensation. There are years of work behind it. What brought you to that moment? Of going on Idol itself. Mm. It's funny, I, I, I'd been sort of turning it down for a couple of years prior to that. Um, you know, you'd get drunk punt, punters normally who'd come <laughs> up to your gigs and, and they'd be like, mate, I reckon you'd go all right in that bloody Idol show. You should have a go at it. And I used to work and nah, don't want to do it. And then I, you know, I think I even got a call from a producer from the show saying we'd love to, you know, to come and audition. And um, I, I sort of finally caved and thought, oh, I'll give it a go. And and um, yeah, I was lucky enough to get all the way through to the top twelve, and it was actually it was actually a, good, a great experience just to get you out of your comfort zone, and mm. you know, learning to be in front of a live TV audience, and lots of lots of stuff like that. So it definitely yeah, taught me a lot. Were they comfortable, um, sort of, back in two thousand and nine, with an artist with such strong country roots and vibes? Well, there was there was one other girl that made the top twelve our year. Um, a girl called Kate Cook, who um, was super super country. She had mm. the you know the cowboy hat and the whole deal going on. And um, but I think because my my background is was a bit of a mixed bag. You know, I grew up listening to a lot of country music, but I listened to a lot of mainstream stuff, and I had that sort of crossover. Um, ability to, mm. to do both, so I think they liked that that fact as well. And um, yeah, I was I was lucky enough to, to to you know to get all the way through. So it was it was good. So born in Tassie, born in born in Tassie, and I guess that's where I get my um, country background from. You know, a small small place down in Tassie, and um, you know, very down to earth people down there. And I guess you know, I grew up in a very musical family as well, so it had a lot of influence on where I ended up, you know, heading, um, you know, as it grew up. Now, I think it says a lot about a person, whether they're Team Hobart or Team Launceston. Ah, <laughs> you know, a lot. It's so <laughs> true, especially, especially when you play football. I, I grew up um, playing a lot of AFL and, and, you know, played a little bit of rep footy as a, as a 16, 17-year-old. And um, if you ever played, like I, I grew up in the northern part of the state, and if you ever played against Hobart or the southern teams, it was <laughs> on for young and old. <laughs> I did radio for a few years in Launceston, so I'm definitely Team Lonnie. 
Oh, it's so good. I still, I, I love Lonnie. It's a great, it's a great place and uh, lots of, lots of good memories. That's actually where I, funnily enough, I got my first ever, ever gig. There's a little Irish bar called um, Irish Murphy's and it was my first ever gig. I think a Tuesday night I, I was, uh, my first, my first solo gig. Brilliant stuff. And now are you, uh, uh, call yourself a Gold Coast local? I guess, I'll, well, I've been here now for 20 years. So, oh, there you go, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Gold Coast local now. There's a few of us. Interestingly, you know, when you look at uh, country music in Australia, the last, probably the last place you'd, you'd pick. Um, yeah, you should be you on know, the Central just, Coast, shouldn't you? Yeah, but mm. there's up here on the Goldie, you've got Adam Brand, who's, you know, obviously a household name when it comes to mm. country and, and probably the biggest name, um, Lee Kernigan. Both mm. live literally, you know, 20 minutes up the road and um, we're all Gold Coasters, so it's funny. Yeah, well, Lee Kernigan and Adam Brand both make regular appearances in Darwin. Any opportunity for you to get here, do you think? I saw your oh. tour dates that you've got out for the rest of the year, and we're not on there. Well, I know. We're still hoping that we can go ahead with um, with the tour. We yeah. literally be meant, we're meant to be right in the middle of it right now, but um, I look, any opportunity to come up, up north. We were doing some stuff. Um, out in the middle of Queensland for the mm. Dirt and Dust Festival and we've done the Mount Isa Rodeo. So I think next step is we've got to get, you know, up to the Northern Territory because um, it's a part of the world I, I yeah, definitely want to see more of. Casey, how have you gone with the whole um, the whole lockdown and isolation thing? Are you a musician that has um, a studio at home or have you just been concentrating on writing or have you been climbing the walls? Oh, look, it's been a definitely massive, massive challenge, you know, especially anyone involved in the music industry. It's um, hit everyone, you know, pretty hard. Mm. But we made the call, um, you know, I had an album which I'd worked for two years on and, um, you know, funded myself and made several trips over to, to Nashville to write and record. And, and um, you know, a lot of artists uh, at the moment have sort of um, decided to put off their releases and hold it over. And, and we made the call to do the opposite and mm. we brought it out in the middle of April, right in the midst of all of this happening. So that was um, the big decision. But, you know, thankfully it's paid off and I guess people are sitting at home and they're still, you know, listening to music and they've got so much extra time on their hands. They're actually, you know, going back to the good old days of listening to an album from start to finish, which is nice. So it's, um, it's actually worked out okay. So when we look at Town of a Million Dreams, which town are you talking about? Well, it's a good question. I guess it can be interpreted you know, differently depending on who the person is listening to the album. But, um, you know, I guess everyone starts from, you know, small beginnings. And um, for me, growing up in Tassie, um, that was my, you know, my upbringing. And and I always had dreams of, you know, doing something with my my career and with music as I got older. And so there's that side of it. And then there's another side to the the title, which sort of um, touches on all the time I spent over in in Nashville over the last 10 years. Mm. And, And Nashville is this, literally this town of a million dreams. There's all of these credible artists and producers and musicians all in this one spot. Um, and it really is this melting pot of, of talent. So that's another reason we, I, I love that title. And who would you say would be your biggest influences? You know, if you're spending time in Nashville, there are some incredible performers over there. Yeah, there are. And funnily enough, it's not just country mm. music. You know, a lot of Aussies, when you say, as soon as you say Nashville, they go, ah, oh, country music, and it's true. But, but there's also, you know, pop and 
and jazz and blues and so many different forms of music. So they're all, you know, for some reason, they, they do gravitate there because it's just so many talented people. But, I mean, I've always been a huge fan of, of Keith Urban, yeah. so he's obviously based there. And, um, yeah, he would be my probably my number one when it comes to influences and people that I respect and, and look up to. I, I have to put him at the top. Please tell me you've had a, be- a beer at the Bluebird. At the Bluebird, I have. Ah! I actually have. It's and, and I, it's definitely on my bucket list to do a gig there yeah. at some point. I, I actually went along last time I was there to support another friend of mine, an Aussie, who, who did get a gig there. And um, so we went on, and it's this cute little, tiny little cafe. Yeah. It's um, it's obviously hugely famous, but uh, amazing, amazing history there. And I'd love to play there one day. So, Casey, the new single, We're Good Together, is that for anyone, about anyone, or is it just from you? Well, there's a lot of songs on the new album that are, you know, tributes to, to my lovely wife. Um, but this, this song is, um, I, I, I did a lot of songwriting with um, a country duo in Nashville called Brown and Grey, and we wrote my, my previous single called Sparks Fly Together. And then I went back to Nashville at the end of last year and, and we wrote this new one and it was a collaboration between the three of us and and it's it's really more a you know, telling a story or a tale about, you know, a guy that meets a girl in a bar, but it's 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 pretty saucy and there's um there's a lot of chemistry going on and um, every guy in the bar is jealous of mm. you because you're the guy that's, you know, that's going home with this stunning lady, and um, the rest is history. So it's um, yeah, it's it's a, it's a fun song. Do you listen to the stuff that's sort of come out of Town of a Million Dreams, and then right back through to your earlier stuff? Can you see um, the way that you've matured? Can you see growth through your own music? Yeah, def- definitely. I think the last couple of years, in particular, um, I've finally sort of found my sound. I guess you know that I'm really comfortable with, and I feel it represents me as an artist um you know I've, I've got this crossover which you know there's when you look at australian country you've got we were talking about adam brand and lee mm-hmm. kernigan and, and they've got their own sound and and you know i don't want to i don't actually want to sound like those guys i want to have my own mm-hmm. you know my own vibe and and it's sort of that you know it's got this well this particular song's got that little bit of a a rockiness to it but it also has a bit of modern production to it as well and it's still country so mm-hmm. You know, that's sort of where I felt the most comfortable and um, definitely evolved over the last few years for sure. Well, if you can make a promise to me that you uh, that you pop Darwin in the diary for some sort of visit within the next little while, that would be amazing. My mum lives on the Gold Coast and she's a massive fan, so if you want to pop up to Upper Coomer uh, and say good day, that's probably yeah, nice. <laughs> that's probably <laughs> nice too. Robbie, I'd like that, mate, let me tell you. But uh, it's been such a pleasure catching up with you this morning. Casey, we love your music and we play it all the time here at Territory FM. Hope to talk to you soon. Thank you so much.